Welcome everyone to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. Pleased to be joined by Dee Dee Merritt here in studio. She's the NCAA Director of Leadership Development. And joining us via Zoom, Peter Roby. He is currently the Interim Athletic Director at Dartmouth. So joining us from Hanover, New Hampshire. And Peter has extensive uh, knowledge of the topic that we're going to discuss and certainly has had a lot of involvement throughout the course of his NCAA career, both on campus and in consultation with the home office here in Indianapolis. Didi, it's a pleasure to be actually in person. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about leadership development um, and how it benefits student athletes. So let's start at a baseline. Uh, what is it? So leadership development is the education and training arm of the national office. We serve student athletes two ways. Number one, through the direct programs and services that we offer to them. Uh, and secondly, uh, through the education and training of those who coach, teach, and lead them. So that we're trying to do our part to provide a holistic learning experience um, for our student athletes. So throughout the course of this pandemic, everything's been interrupted and disrupted in various ways. How has the program uh, been sort of adjusted, if you will, because of everything we've had to deal with not being in person the way we are? Oh, I'm, we're no different than anyone else. You know, when the pandemic first hit, we had to take a step back and uh, first of all, you know, absorb what was going on in the world. Uh, and then secondly, to take a really good uh, and hard look at how we could continue to serve, because that is our mission, to serve the membership. And we jumped into the virtual space, just like so many of our uh, colleagues in the higher ed space did as well. Um, we looked at some of our programs and said, there are programs that we have that just won't translate over into that space. And so we need to pause them for right now. But the ones that we felt comfortable enough with to be able to continue forward, we moved into the virtual space uh, and we were able to continue to educate and empower uh, our student athletes, coaches and administrators that way. So to Didi's point, Peter, if you can uh, walk me through, you think sort of the way things were pre-COVID during, as she mentioned, uh, in the virtual space and, and where we are going forward in terms of uh, where this can take us uh, over the next couple of years. Well, I think everybody would um, would agree that the best type of communication is in person because it provides the most uh, rich experience uh, so that you can really start to um, develop relationships and uh, appreciate uh, uh, people's um, personalities and um, their body language and the way in which they like to um, to absorb information and uh, their learning styles. Uh, and so I think all of us would, would suggest that um, the best contact and communication we have is in person. But the realities of COVID were that that wasn't going to be uh, available to us. And to Didi's credit and to the credit of the folks that are in leadership development, uh, they pivoted and um, they didn't blink. Uh, they just retrenched and figured out what was the best way for us to continue to deliver real quality programming so that people could continue to develop and learn even during a, a pandemic uh, because needs were still gonna be there. Maybe, Andy, uh, more than ever because there was no blueprint for how you deal in higher education in athletics during a, uh, a public health crisis. And so decision-making, 
strategic uh, decisions, uh, strategic planning, um, all uh, communication, crisis communication, all of those things are things that we touch on in leadership development that were more uh, relevant than ever before. And so I'm just really proud uh, that leadership development was able to be there when our members needed them and, uh, and that they've done such a good job of, uh, of providing quality uh, programming at a time that it was really uh, important. So Peter, you've obviously had the role of hiring uh, and promoting when you've been on campuses throughout the course of your career. Uh, how do you apply what you had to do at that level to what maybe needs to be done at more of a national office level? Well, I mean, I, th I think uh, you want to understand and appreciate uh, the whole person. When you're hiring, you're trying to find the fit. Uh, you're trying to uh, match values of an individual with the values of the organization that you're involved in. Um, and so what, what leadership development has done is tried to get people first and foremost to think about what their values are so that they can then start to research and appreciate where would the best fit for them be. Secondly, and I think this is really important that we don't want the, we don't want the success of uh, leadership development to be measured strictly by how many people go on to become athletic directors in, in our programs like Pathway, for example, which is for aspiring athletic directors, because the value of the learning and the program and, and the curriculum is going to help people in their current roles so that they can better lead and um, provide guidance and assistance and opportunity to young people in their charge while they're doing their job currently. So that it makes them better at what they currently do and, and, and gives them the skills and um, helps them to get ready for when they are successful enough to become an athletic director and not only get the job, but do the job really well once they're in the seat. So Didi, let's pick up on what Peter was saying there because he, he threw out a couple of things like pathway. Um, so let's assume right now that those watching don't know any of the programs. What are a couple like pathway that he just rattled off uh, to educate those that are watching about what is out there for someone who wants to follow this path through leadership development to aspire to a higher level uh, in college athletics? Absolutely. So um, in our student athlete space, we have uh, a couple of programs um, that are really um, well sought after, impactful for, uh, for them. One is our Student Athlete Leadership Forum. And that gives us the opportunity to bring student athletes in and help them to continue to build their leadership toolkit. Most of the student athletes who uh, participate in college athletics um, have been playing their particular sports for years now uh, and have developed some leadership skills. And so we feel as though this is the opportunity that we have to help them continue to build. And then also to start to have those conversations on how those leadership skills can translate into their lives once their academic and athletic careers are finished. Uh, a second program that we have in the student athlete space is our career and sports forum. That is for juniors and seniors uh, in uh, the college athletic space who may have an interest in working in college athletics. We bring them in, um, we have about three days with them where we really give them the opportunity to immerse themselves 
in different fields, different positions within college athletics. Meet and network with professionals. Also learn a little bit more about themselves. In leadership development, we really try to make sure that we are doing learning from inside out. And what I mean by that is providing our learners the opportunity to learn about themselves and then how does that translate into their interactions with others. So those are a couple of programs in that space. In our administrator space, um, two programs of note are, uh, one is our Dr. Charles Wickham Leadership Institute. It's a program for mid-level ethnic minority administrators who are looking to continue to ascend in their careers. Uh, it is a program that is approximately two years long. So we really take the opportunity to do a deep dive into leadership, into the complexities of working in college athletics as a minority. It has a very strong alumni base to it, uh, and it is definitely one of our signature programs. I am a proud alum of that program. Uh, and then uh, Pathway. Pathway is our signature program, as Peter mentioned, for administrators uh, who are looking to ascend into that director of athletics or conference administrator position. Our program in that space is about a year long. We take the opportunity to really have those in-depth conversations about leadership. We talk about real life scenarios. As Peter mentioned, we help them to be able to visualize what does that culture of excellence look like for them in that position? And what are those pieces that you can take to continue to enhance where you are currently? Um, in the coaching space, we have program uh, Champion Forum. Our Champion Forum is a program for ethnic minority uh, football coaches, basketball coaches, and next year we will be launching a program for women's basketball coaches as well. As we all know, the numbers in that space are just abysmal. Mm -hmm. um, and we're trying to do our part to ensure that our participants get the opportunity to be seen, um, that they have the tools in their toolkit to be able to ascend into that top spot of head coach uh, and be able to continue to excel in those spaces. So those are just a few of our programs, but the real backdrop of it is education, empowerment, and then thinking about that diversity, equity, and inclusion space so that our student athletes can see themselves and those who coach, teach, and lead them. So what's the timeline in terms of when these would start? If, if I'm a student athlete, D3 school, D2, or a young administrator, when would these programs start and how would I find out about them? We have programs throughout the year. So our program calendar is full. The entire academic year we're hosting programs. Uh, we have Both in person and virtually? Both in person and okay. virtually, yes. We are slowly inching back out into the in-person space okay. and could not be more excited about that. Um, we have a monthly newsletter. Uh, where we send out information to administrators and coaches at our membership institutions. Uh, we, in partnership with our uh, partners here in communications, send out uh, information pieces through our social media channels, our, our news channels. Uh, so we have a pretty, we cast a pretty wide net uh, information-wise in making sure that our student athletes know uh, when our programs are taking place, as well as our coaches and administrators. You know, Peter, one thing that, that, that Didi said that I think is so critical um, is having that diversity of knowledge within your space, if you will, whether you're administrator or coach. You know, as you know, so often uh, coaches decades ago, oh, you're going to hire a recruiter. So then that's all you would do, and then you get labeled that. In today's coaching, I don't care what sport, you have to 
basically not just know how to coach and recruit, you need to be pretty savvy in the social media world, in the branding, in the management side, maybe the business side, because so much has changed in just coaching, let alone administrating. Um, how much can these programs that Didi is highlighting really enhance the ability for that candidate to be successful, whether as a coach or as an administrator? Well, it's a great question, Andy, and it's uh, totally relevant to the work that that's done in leadership development because one of the things we try to do is uh, think about all the dimensions of, of what people are going to have to be responsible for in a particular role. And then what Didi and her staff do a great job of is building the curriculum around that. So a lot of what comes out of leadership development is a function of feedback and requests that we get from participants about the things that they really feel like they have uh, less knowledge of that they want to know more about. So fundraising, for example, is a big one. So many of the people that uh, are in athletic administration are um, internal uh, and they don't have an external uh, view of, of what goes on. So alumni relations, um, uh, revenue generation, uh, fundraising, business development. So one of the things that Didi and her staff do is they reach out into the membership and get people that are content experts in those areas and bring them to bear on our programming. So we have panel discussions with people in those roles so that they can talk about what their life is like and what's included in that. And also uh, answer questions from uh, folks that are in our programs that might be relevant to their situation on their campus. Uh, so that's a big uh, part of it. Another part of the programming, especially in Pathway, is the, um, uh, the mentorship aspect of it. So each person in Pathway gets assigned to an, a sitting AD mentor at one of the divisions in, in the NCAA that they aspire to. So they'll have a year long and mo most of the time it continues well after their year of, of involvement with Pathway, they stay connected to that mentor, but they also get a, a president or chancellor mentor that they get connected to, which is incredibly uh, helpful because now they're starting to forge a relationship with a chief executive officer that they're going to have to have a relationship with like that when they become an athletic director. And so they're picking the brain of the, um, of the president or chancellor about what they're looking for, what's the role of athletics on their campus, um, how much are they involved, what's their organizational structure. Um, all of those things are benefiting folks uh, in these roles. So someone that's an assistant coach may not have a lot of exposure to fundraising, but as a, as a head coach, they're going to be knee deep in it, whether they're doing it on their own or with, with some help from people in central advancement on their campus, or in some cases, depending on the level, they could have three or four frontline fundraisers that are doing things specifically for their sport. And they need to know how to uh, manage that and, uh, uh, and understand what role they play in identifying prospects and stewarding the prospects and cultivating those opportunities. And so those are the things that, that Didi and her staff are able to do is bring those resources back uh, to help educate the folks in the program. And, and Peter, that's a great point because I think when we get to the Olympic sport level, so often the facilities, the new facilities, it's that head coach 
that has to do a lot of that fundraising. Uh, obviously, you know, in basketball and football, the big, huge money, you know, producers, you can have other external people that are obviously going to drive that. But if you're dealing with, uh, you know, a much smaller facility, a lot of times it's the head coach. Um, do you, this is not a replacement for an MBA, but it sounds like to me it's a complement. Or if maybe you don't get an MBA or something like that, that this can basically almost be like a post-grad kind of education into the college athletic space. How, how, how much am, am I right in that that's where this is sort of helping? Yes, yes, in a way. Um, you know, we, we try and stay away from the specific X's and O's, for a lack of better words, um, in the coaching space, uh, in the administrator space, and really be able to provide that sort of high level education so that individuals can create their own blueprint uh, in that space to be able to chart their path forward because everybody's path at different campuses obviously uh, is not the same. And so yes, when you're thinking about it in that way, uh, it is sort of that, uh, maybe let's call it a certificate program okay. <laughs> instead, of a, instead of a MBA. Um, I don't want to take anything away from our, our higher education colleagues, and I remember how hard it was uh, for me to land that MBA as well. So, um, Peter, how do we break the cycle of the uh, search firms to, to have them see these candidates to increase those pools for various jobs, whether they're coaches, athletic directors, uh, commissioners, uh, you name it, uh, because so many of the search firms in the past have had sort of the same pools of, uh, of applicants and then they sort of draw from that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Andy, one of the, the um, excuses that has been used for a long time when it comes to um, search, not just in terms of the firms, but the institutions themselves is, well, you know, we just didn't get a lot of interest or we didn't know who they were or, you know, you know our pipeline wasn't that, full. And that's no longer an excuse because leadership development offers the leadership collective, which is a database of real quality people of color uh, who are in our profession that shows just how much they've accomplished, who they are, um, if they've written things, if they've been in the media, um, what kind of background they have in terms of the level that people might be searching for. It's, it's a searchable database that allows people to be identified and that search firms can get access to it as well as people in athletic administration or at the president's level. So conference commissioners can be looking uh, into those uh, into that database as well. So uh, there is a, a robust um, uh, database that's searchable. Uh, and so there's no longer an excuse that uh, we didn't know who they were or we didn't know where to go look. Um, the second thing is, I think that's one of the reasons why having mentors, uh, people get to know who's out there in the industry and really uh, create relationships with them because nobody's going to hire someone if they don't feel like they know them or no one's going to recommend anybody for a position if they don't really feel like they know who this person is because their reputation's at stake when they're going to go ahead and, and recommend somebody. So the mentorship programming that goes on within leadership development, um, the network within the cohort 
of people that go through these programs is, is so inspiring because we have people that have gone through programming and Didi can attest to this because she's a, she's an alum of one of the programs. They still are in touch with each other and they reach out to each other to try to offer support and help and, and uh, referral recommendation because they really have gotten to know each other in the, in the course uh, of the, uh, Charles Whitcomb in, uh, Leadership Institute, that's a two-year program that people are connected. And in Pathway, it's, it's, a, it's a year-long program, and they come together on numerous occasions to get to know each other and help each other. All right, so I want to end with this. First you, Peter, and then Didi. Um, I'm not going to guess either one of your ages, but I'm just going to say when you were in the 18 to 34 bracket, I'm assuming you're, just, you're out of that bracket, uh, when you were in that bracket, how much would this have helped you if this leadership development program was in existence back then? Peter, and then uh, we'll have Didi take a crack at it. Oh, man, I, I, you know, I had a feeling after uh, my sophomore, junior year in college that coaching was something that I was really interested in. And, and that, a lot of that came from the inspiration of my coach, Gary Walters, who coached me at Dartmouth and then went on to have a fabulous athletic uh, administrative career as the AD at Princeton for 20 years. Um, and so that's kind of where I got a lot of what now is being provided by leadership development is a peek at what this could be and thinking about what I could bring to it uh, in terms of my skill set. Uh, so even as an undergraduate, these kinds of things would have hopefully unlocked for me what my capabilities were and maybe show me a path that could have allowed me to use my skills and my knowledge uh, right away. As it turned out, I did get the chance right after college to begin my coaching career. But the difference is that had I gone through some of these programs, I would have been better prepared when I became a head coach. And I would have had maybe a shorter learning curve because I had would have gotten exposed to people that were in the seat. I would have learned and heard from different perspectives and it would have given me a chance to think about my own leadership uh, philosophy and compare that to what people were doing elsewhere who had been successful in the membership. Uh, so no doubt that um, I would have been better prepared uh, to lead my teams uh, when I did become a head coach. Uh, and so I'm just grateful to be a part of uh, these programs now to try to give back to the membership in whatever way I can. Didi? Well, I can speak from real life experience. Um, having participated in the Dr. Charles Wickham Leadership Institute changed my life. And I would not be sitting here talking to you today had it not been for my participation in that program because it provided me with the tools and the confidence to move forward um, as a black woman in this, in this industry. Uh, and so those are just some of the things that we want to provide to our participants to our learners, whether it be um, our HBCU student athletes, providing them with mentoring programs uh, in STEM, uh, whether it be uh, looking at uh, fundraising as an evergreen field and knowing that it's not going away because every depart athletic department and every university is going to continue to need to raise funds for projects that they want uh, to move forward and providing opportunities for learning uh, in those fields, whether it be um, providing leadership skills to our student athletes, 
providing uh, career development for our postgraduate interns. We have one of the premier programs for postgraduate interns in the country. Uh, we are here to do all of that and to provide those learning experiences. Uh, and again, for me, it's doing that and knowing what it can do for you and your career uh, and quality of life because I know what it did for me. Well, I'm going to tell you this, and I appreciate, Didi uh, and, and Peter, that you can't watch our show over the last 18, 19 months, wherever it's been, uh, and not be educated on what is available to student athletes, administrators, uh, internal, external, uh, across the country at all levels of college athletics, because I feel like every week we are peeling back the onion of another layer of services that are out there for everyone to better themselves in their profession and outside and also, of course, stay healthy because we've been covering quite a bit of that over the last year and change. And as always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all these shows are archived and you can learn even more about leadership development and everything else that we cover at the NCAA. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thank you.